I'm not, I'm not used to how everything works. I'm not used to having kids here when I'm up here. Okay, guys, and maybe I'm just the weirdest person on the planet, but do you ever just think about what, what's the big picture in, in all this? Um, God made us. He, he created us. What, what is his will? What is, and I'm not talking about his will for our lives, but I'm saying what's God's will? What, what, what does he want? And, and so I, I just, uh, this is not my word, but ruminate. I like to sit there and think about what, what is, what's God's big picture. And I told Ricky I had three titles for today. The big picture, God's will, and then God's will for your life. And I can't figure out which one of those is more appropriate for today. So we'll figure it out towards the end, or, or we won't, one of the two. In Ephesians 1.10, let's, let's start in Ephesians 1.10. And to me, this is, we're, we're getting to that, to, to the big picture. When in Ephesians 1.10, it says that in the, in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in, in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. So we have this big picture that God's going to do, right? So we're going to do, today we're going to do something really where my wife is going to love this. Because my writing is so good. So we're going to go dispensation, fullness of times. I don't write as well as Rick does, so you guys are just going to have to bear with me. Um, you have the verse, right? So we have, we have something that, that's not happening today, right? Because where are we? Today we're in the dispensation of the grace of God. This is, this is what... As Keith was saying, was given to Paul as a master builder. That's the dispensation we're in today. But in the in the end, in, in the full, he's something's going to change, and he's going to gather together all of everything in one. Right? He's going to gather those on earth, that are on earth and those that are in heaven. So we know what is that? That was two groups of people, right? Because we had Adam and Eve. They kind of they kind of started here, right? And then Eve, this is, my, this is Nick's chart, not the chart everybody knows, right? Eve made a bad decision, and Adam made a worse one, right? So we kind of fell. It kicks him out of the garden, and we, and we go. What happens in Genesis 12? So let's go, let's run over to, hopefully I've got Genesis. Where is my thing? Genesis 12. And I can't believe, I don't actually have that written down. And hopefully I'm right and I can just remember it. In Genesis 12, what does he do? Genesis 12, 1, he says, Now the Lord said unto Adam, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee, make thy name great. And I will bless, and I will bless them that curse thee and curse them that curses thee. And in thee all families of the earth shall be blessed. So what happens here? Abraham, Right? He takes out of this whole, the earth's entire population, he takes one man and says, okay, we're going to start something different, okay? This happens to be those, remember we've got two things. We have, I'm going to start, I'm going to make this a little different. On earth, and then in heaven, okay? So 
on earth, we start Abraham. Here's the rest of us, right? These are the Gentiles. This is Abraham. We also know these folks as Israel. And the Jews. Two different names, same, same folks, right? Okay? So we have, we have one guy, and I'm thinking to myself, so am I Jewish? Was I born in Israel? No. What did, what did I do? How, how, how could I have got into God's will at this time? Exactly. So we got two, we got two things here. Um, we could, we could, one through we could, we could proselyte into Israel, right? We could, um, we could also bless Israel, right? So we had, we had, if you go to Luke, we, we all know that if you blessed them, you could get into their program, right? The also thing is, so if you'll run to Luke 7, Matthew, Mark, Luke 7, verses 1 through 9. You know, because at that time, you've got to remember that, and Paul tells us this, we have no hope. I, I personally have no hope. I'm without God, without hope. I have nothing. There's no way for me to get it. But I, had, I had three ways to get in. One was to proselyte, become one of them. Secondly, was to bless them. So in, in Luke 7, uh, 7, 1 through 9. Uh, now, when all this had ended, saints, the people entered into Copernicum, and a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him and was ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he said unto him, the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this, for he loveth our nation. So right there you know this man's not Jewish. He's not Israel. He's not a part of them. Um, but, but he loved them, and he built them a synagogue. Um, then Jesus went with them, and, and, and Jesus, long story short, Jesus heals his, his, his man and um, said, what did, what did he say to him? In, in verse 9 he says, I say unto you, I have not found such a great, so great faith, no, not in Israel. So there was a, there's one way, right? So we have... One way, bless them. We could proselyte to them. And, and, and um, the, the other way was, if you go to Matthew 15, 22, and, and kind of this is kind of the same thing, but I've, but I've always, this has always been something when I got into this message and learned how to rightly divide. Um, this, this woman, Matthew 15, and I'm sure we all, everybody here that has ever learned how to rightly divide the word has, has understood this. Matthew 15, 22, um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to, I'll start in 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. devil. But he answered her not a word. And, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And in your question, you're all, okay, so who am I? I'm not Israel. So th just like this lady, there, here's where I am. This is where, these are the things I think about. So she, then she came and worshipped him, worshiped him and saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it's not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And meat, let's, we can say today, it's not fit to, to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Well, who's the dog? 
And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. So why, why did he heal her? Why did he heal this lady's, what, what was her faith? That he could do it, but what, what else? She, Greg? Her position, right? So her position. So here we are. Here's this lady. She can't, she can't just walk up here. You know, unless she proselyted and became Jewish, she didn't. But she knew her position as a, as a Gentile, right? Gentile just means anybody other than Israel, right? We call it, for, our, for simple reasons, we call it nations. But it's really anybody who wasn't Israel. So she knew her position. And because she knew her position and took her position as this I, I know I'm lower than you, Lord, but I, but I believe you. You know, I, we had the woman who, uh, in the wall, who, uh, what was her name? Gosh, I can't think of her. I can't think of her name. What was it? Rahab. Yeah, exactly. Rahab. She helps these. She helps them because she know who. She knows who this man is. She knows he's God, but she just wasn't. She didn't have the blood. So in time past, how you know what 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 can we do in times past? Because what did what did they call us? Israel called us. They called us the uncircumcision. Well, to proselyte, what did the males have to do? Right? They called us aliens. They called us strangers. We were well, our position was no hope without God. So I'm unable to be saved. But in but in Exodus 12:48, run back there real quick with me. And I tell you guys, there's not going to be a whole lot of verses today. 12:48. So remember in Ephesians when when we're called by the uncircumcision strangers, and in Exodus 12:48, and when a stranger shall, shall sojourn with thee and will keep the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised. What were we called? Uncircumcision by the circumcision, right? So another way, proselyting. Be circumcised and let them come near and keep it, and he shall be as one that is born in the land, for no uncircumcised person shall eat thereof. So you've got, you could proselyte one way. I, we could have been at this time. I'm taking us way back. Remember, I'm just thinking about how things might have been way back when for us. So we could proselyte. We could bless Israel like the centurion's, um, centurion did for, for his servant or we could understand also our position. So we did have, it wasn't like we were without hope as a group, but individually there was always hope. God has always made a way for us to have, have a way to him, okay? Um, we, um, knowing our position, What was God's will? What was, what was the whole idea for, that God had for Israel? Why did he choose Abraham? What, were, what was Israel to be to the, to the Gentiles? What, they were to be a light, right? They were to be a light. Did, did, how did that work out for us, um, for anybody? It didn't, didn't work out right. But, but they were to be the light to, the, to Israel in time past. So I'm thinking, okay, so I've got, I've got three ways I could have done it back then. So today... What's, what's God's will for us today? What's God doing today? So we know back then he was making an earth, because Israel is earthly. He decided to let's, we're going to have this new dispensation. 
which just means dispensing, dispensing instructions. We like to say sometimes we, we put time in it because we live in a time frame, but it's dispen dispensations means of disp dis dispensing instruction, okay? So he started, he, he said, we're going to do something different now. I've given Israel all these things, and then Israel goes through all these courses of judgment and, and still fails. And, and God, God knew this, obviously. He knew. I'm, I'm going to do something different. So he, he takes one man who happened to be Jewish, but also happened to be a Gentile, and he's with this man, makes him the apostle of the Gentiles. And so today, so we've got, we've got the earthly people, which is who? Israel, right? And the people that are going to be in heaven, he's got two groups, because in his big, in the big picture, in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he's taken two groups. So now we're dealing with today. I know it's been a long, long time. You know, we're looking like 1960-ish years, somewhere in there. I don't know, Jesus was 33 when he was crucified, then Paul after that. So well, it's been a long time he's building this, this new in heaven. This would be who? That's today, right? This is all Gentile. There is no Gentile. Actually, there's no male, no circumcision. There's no Gentile. There's no Jew. This is everybody. But he's going to do the, the big picture in, the, in that time. He's going to put us all together, right? And it says, um, so I, I start thinking, about, okay, I know what today is. Why is it worth so little? So I got on Google, and I got on DuckDuckGo, because I did it twice, and I wanted to see how, look up, if you've ever done it, look up God's will today. Look up God's will, look up God's will for your life, and you start to get, I got very quickly on the first page, I got eight steps to knowing God's will. I got seven tips to knowing God's will. I got so many pages of how to know God's will for your life. And that, that all boiled down to one thing on how to, how to understand what God's will is for our lives as, as a Gentile today. And that is, look at the circumstances of your life. And I just, you just die. You, you know, you just, you literally just stop and say, there, there's nothing about circumstance in here. You know, it's, circumstance just happens. It happens to everybody. It's not, how we, it's not how we live our lives, though, in circumstance. So Paul, he always said, you know what? There, there's a more excellent way to do this, right? So in Israel, God said, I'll, I'll give you guys, I'm going to try to help you with my will. And what did he give them? He gave them, I know the word is the 613 laws. I've never counted them. I don't know if anybody else is here. To help them try to figure out what God wanted, right? You fail, you do this. You're doing well, we'll do this. 613. If you start boiling down to what we have, we have a, I started thinking it was just like four or five, but there's a lot of things to be in God's will that we can do too. And, and that's just basically where, where I'm, I'm getting to get to. Um, if, so big picture for Gentiles today. If you go to 1 Timothy 2.4, is what? What's the big picture for what he's doing today? First Timothy 2.4 talks about we all know these. These are two big picture things. Who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. Okay? You have Ephesians 3.9. So we've got one, one thing is all men to be saved and know the 
the, come to the knowledge of the truth. And in Ephesians 3, 9, he talks about all men to see the fellowship of the mystery. Ephesians 3, 9. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. So you have big picture for us. You've got the big, big picture in the dispensation of fullness time. Today we have all men to be saved and come and see a fellowship of the mystery. Well, we all know that everybody wants to be saved, but how many people even know what the fellowship of the mystery is? It's very, very few. Um, try to talk about it with your friends. See where you get. Sometimes they're receptive. Other times they just, they just shut you down. Um, Keith talked about it this morning a little bit in his. You start to talk about this stuff to people. And I actually, I actually find that I have more luck talking with somebody who literally is not saved about this than I do saved people that go to a church. And, and do we stop? No, because why? I'm, I, I want to be involved with this. This is why I do. I, I want to be involved in this because in the end, it's going to be it's going to be nice. So we've got we've got big picture, two big picture things that we can do, right? We we want people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, and we want them to see that fellowship of the mystery. It would be so great if I wasn't here and I was sitting right there and there was some other guy up here talking. I would love that. Um, someday it'll happen. We'll we'll just keep going until somebody says I could do that too, because y'all can, you know, anybody can. So I'm going to move from we're going to move from the big picture as a group to what. What can I do personally? So I'm thinking, remember, this is me just thinking about how things did happen, how things are happening today. So if we go to 1 Thessalonians, which I know Keith said one of his favorite, it's, it's probably my favorite book of all is, is the Thessalonian books. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 to 6, we have, we have God, now, now you want to get it, boil it down. Let's boil it down. Okay, now we're talking about you, me. My wife, other people. 1 Timothy 4, 3 through 6. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. This is to be set apart, that you should abstain from fornication. I know we have what we think fornication is, but it's just absolute abject disregard for what God wants us to do. Let's, let's just call it that. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust, lust of concupiscence, even as other Gentiles which know not God. But look at verse 6, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter. Here's, here's another thing that we, we how, how often does this happen? All the time. It happens to saved and unsaved people, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, and we have also forewarned you and testified. You can just go on. Go to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In fact, I looked at 5.18, and I thought, you know, if I just wanted to cut it all down in a nutshell, and I got... I got thrown on an island, and, and my memory was, as I get older, my memory gets shorter. If I just wanted to take, I could literally take from 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 15, and start reading down, and you see that, so this is the will. See that no man render evil for evil unto any man. Wow, does that, is that a big, is that big picture stuff there? I mean, that's, that's where, do we... Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. It's just it's it's a rough one to do. But ever follow after that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Hey, here's something. Rejoice evermore. Why? Because we're involved in this, right? We're all involved in this. We we can rejoice no matter how bad things are here today. We know what the end end game is. Pray without ceasing. 
probably something that the uh, grace believer is probably one, honestly one of the worst things we're at is, is praying um, because we're used to, and I might offend here, but we're used to praying was using God as a vending machine. Ask, I want to ask God to do this. I want God to give me this. I want God to give me that. So that was our prayer life back then. Today, it's not so easy. You, you, you have to think about what is it I'm praying for. Pray without ceasing. Well, here's something. In everything, everything, give thanks. It doesn't say for everything. It just says in everything, whether good or bad. I mean, you, we all have good days, right? We all have bad days, but in everything, give thanks. Quench not the spirit. Well, what, how do we get the spirit today? Where do, where do we, how do we quench it not? We keep, keep reading this. Renew it. Dave, Keith said it today. Renew day by day. I have personally, my reading is a little different. I try to do one Old Testament chapter and two of Paul's. That's, that's mine. Life gets in the way. And all of a sudden I'll realize, okay, I've now gone three days and I haven't read a single chapter of anything. And, you know, it's just, it gets it. But that's the will of God, is, there, is, is it not? Um, quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast to which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Well, you want a big picture thing today? How, how's that work for any of us on a daily basis? We fail at that. We all fail at that. But look at the big picture here. Um, and the very God of peace will sanctify you wholly. I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul be preserved blameless under the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I could really literally just stop right now and just say, that, that's, that's it in, in a nutshell, you guys. There, there, there you go. But it keeps going. I love Thessalonians. It's funny how we get, and you'll, you'll start to study a book, and I think the last time Marla was here, I told her, I, I, think, I think 1 Corinthians is my favorite book because I was studying something in 1 Corinthians, and all of a sudden now I'm thinking that's my favorite book. But as, when, I, when I study to do lessons and things, I always end up back in Thessalonians. I, I realize if I look back on all the times I've taught, I, I, get, I just go to Thessalonians. They were such a great church. Yet I don't think they're the church today. I think if we want to see us, just go to 1 Corinthians and you'll, you'll see us today. Um, it's still a, a very great book because in the bottom line about that is that in the end, when Paul was, when all the churches in Asia had, had left him, if you ever take a map, I don't know, has anybody ever done that? Take, take one of those old Bible maps and see all those churches that were in, Thess were in Asia. It's frightening. You wonder, but you know who wasn't in Asia? The Corinthians. They were still, they, were, you know, they had their problems, but they're, they're kind of like today's problems. Uh, they were still there. Um, Ephesians, Ephesians 5.33. Run there. Ephesians 5.33. Rick talked about these, so I'm really not going to hit it, but we, we're, remember, we're talking about personal God's personal will. Uh, Rick hit this for, it's, it was months, he talked about husbands loving their wives, wives reverencing their, reverencing, the wives reverencing their husbands, children obeying their parents, for that's right in the Lord. There are, so, like I said, I thought, ah, you know, there's 613 things for Israel, there's not very many for us, and you start to go, and I, someday I might actually write them all down and just see how many there are, because it's a lot more than I thought, and I thought, well, I could be here till 3 p.m., so we're just going to stop. Um, in fact, I wrote the words, et cetera, et cetera, because it just goes on and on on what we can do. 
if we, um, God's will, I guess if I, I'm going to go this. So, so we had this, right? We, we, now we have this big break. Remember, Israel, Israel falls. She's here. Israel falls. How did Israel fall? They just, they, they just it didn't work. With no matter what they did, they rejected, rejected, rejected. So they fall. They didn't just fall down. They, they diminished. We had Paul get raised up. We're all on the same line now, right? But, but Paul's here. But we're, we're in this thing, parenthesis, because we know that there's this seven-year thing called Daniel's 70th week that has to take place. But in the end, this is going to be, this is all going to be done. Um, we're going to move. Uh, I don't know when to pick it up. We all know. I can draw it enough that in the end, we're going to have ages to come. Okay? This is, this is going to be my shortest message I've ever had. Um, yeah, thank you, Greg, because I, I know that I can go on and on. Um, Ephesians, back to Ephesians 1.10. I told Ricky today it would be 30 to 40 minutes. Did we start early, Ricky? Ah, uh, okay. I could. <laughs> there you go. Ephesians 1.10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are on earth, even in him. So we know uh, what happens when this dispensation ends. Where do, does every Jew, Gentile, anybody that believes in Christ stay? When this dispensation ends, where are we going? To the heavenlies, right? We all know that. We, we, that's, that's where we're going. So we're going to go to the heavenlies. Daniel's 70th week is going to take place. And thank God we're not going to be here because it's going to be the, the toughest time that this earth has ever seen. But... In the end, Ephesians 2.17, and we're going to stop. Oh, no, that's not the right. Oh, 2.7. Keith, I just got scared for one second. 2.7. Here's, here's the big picture, because in the, remember, we're, we're, this, is, this is yet to come, right? This all has to take place. We're here. We go up. Daniel's 70th week happens. Then we're going to get to this dispensation of the fullness of time, these ages to come. And Ephesians 2, 7, here's, here's the end game for all of us, for us. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. I mean, okay, so we have bad days. We lose people we love. We, we get sick. We have to remember that in the end, we're, we're going to have kindness shown through us through Jesus Christ for ages, for the ages. We don't know exactly everything that's going to happen, but we're, we know that it, it'll never, we have no idea. Like Paul said, it was unlawful for him to talk about what we have waiting for us in the end is, is just pure. I don't know. Phil had told me about somebody saying that he was worried that when we go to heaven, we're going to have to clean up the mess that, Satan's made in the heavenlies. And, you know, honestly, you, you, it's, just, it's just wrong thinking. It's going to be joy like we've never, we're never been able to do. He'll show us riches. Does anybody have any questions or anything on that? Um, the big God's, God's will, how I look at it, this is my, my puny old man mind, is that, He's building something here because here he's going to take two things, put us all together. He's going to gather us all in one. We're all going to be in Christ. 
Israel will be here. They will be that light, right, that all the nations funnel to. Christ will be the head. We will be in the heavenlies. We will have taken all those spots. Yes, there's going to be authorities. There's going to be powers. And, but, it's, but I know as, as a human being, our, our minds are not able to really grasp what it's going to be because I started thinking about, I don't want to be in a government. I don't want to be in government here. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh. But there's not going to be sin. So it's, you know, the, yeah, it's, it's not, it's, you just can't fathom what it's going to be like. But we're part of that. And God's will is that we are part of that. And that gets me here every Sunday because I get to see you guys, knowing that you guys feel the same way. We, we all get to be part of something. I go to work five days a week. And where I work, most people know that I'm, I'm in the medical profession, and I work at the prison. And it's kind of a scary place to be at times. And it, it can be kind of downright negative. Um, Phil knows. I mean, we, we know. It, it can be a very negative place. So coming here and getting, and getting to get revved up, yeah, I get to, I get to, I always tell Susie, Sunday I get to go see the saints. That's how, that's how I feel. But the big part of it is I know what I got coming. I'm, I'm, part, of this, I'm part of this little program here. Uh, and who am I? You know, it's just pure luck. I, I, well, not luck, but pure, uh, yeah, it's God's, thank you, Susie. It's God's grace. We live in the dispensation of grace. And, and you guys, you don't let the bad days get too bad. That's what I'm saying. We, we are in God's will um, for something that's pretty darn special. So let's, First Thessalonians 5.24. You know me and First Thessalonians. I, I could live in it. Oh, yeah. Faithful is he that calleth you and will also do it. Brethren, pray for us. Yeah. Thank you, Susie. Yeah. I, um, I, I wonder what it was like to be in the, in the Thessalonian church at the time. Those people were about as high-level Christian as you could get. Um, and, and they suffered. You know, those, they, they, they suffered some too. But anyway, you guys, uh, let's just close in a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the time to get together. Um, Thank you so much that you would you would take us and, and put us in your will and that you're going to show us such uh, exceeding gratefulness and, and kindness that we uh, we just can't even fathom it. Um, I pray for Rick and Linda. I pray they're having a great time that Rick can become refreshed and get back here and help and help us learn even more about you. So in the end, we are the Christians and the ambassadors and the ministers of your grace that you, you intend us to be while we're here. In Christ's name, amen.